Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the cornea side. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Episode 293, Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden, I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning in here. Episode 292 is out. Uh, I talked with Brett Stang, Padres fan. Uh, we talked about what we think the Padres should do this offseason. So that was a fun interview. Uh, he was talking with Don and Mud this season on the broadcast, waving the flag from his apartment. So maybe you remember him from that. Uh, so I just wanted to quick uh, plug that real quick. But um, I wanted to go live tonight. I wanted to talk to you. Now, on the podcast, obviously, it's not live. Or if you're watching on replay, it's not live. But Ken Rosenthal just came out with a report tonight about the Padres being coveted, or Trey Turner, excuse me, I can't even talk because I'm excited. Uh, he came out with a report tonight saying that Trey Turner is coveted by A.J. Preller. And the Padres, they are definitely in the shortstop market. So there's plenty to talk about there. What the lineup could look like with Trey Turner or, or with Xander Bogarts, you know, because there's obviously been reports these last few days about Xander Bogarts and the Padres' interest in him. Um, and John Heyman, he, there's, I don't know if it's an update, but he wrote an article today 
about who he thinks are the favorites for Xander Bogarts, and the Padres are not one of those. So if you hear anyone saying that, oh, the Padres are the front runners for Xander Bogarts, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know anything. They're not the front runners. No one has said the Padres are the front runners for Xander Bogarts. There probably are no front runners right now. It's early. Um, there's no front runners probably. Oh, maybe there's there's probably front runners for Trey Turner right now. Uh, according to John Morosi, he says that the Phillies are probably like the the favorite for Trey Turner, you know, uh, and we'll get into why in a little bit. Uh, so I guess there's a favorite there, but for Bogarts, it doesn't seem like there's a favorite right now. Maybe the Red Sox, but like another team, there's no like front runner for him right now. Uh, but there's a lot to get into. Dave Roberts also made some interesting comments that I heard today on a podcast. Um, so we will get to all that. Uh, thank you so much, everyone that is live here or watching on replay or listening uh, to the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Uh, what's up, Randall? What's up, Jack? Gabe? Alex? What's up? Um, all right, so let's get to this Ken Rosenthal report. So this was today, tonight. I think this was during the Bills-Patriots game. That game was not close. Uh, so Ken Rosenthal, he reports tonight that Major League sources have told him they continue to suggest the Padres are suggest the Padres are indeed in the shortstop market, possibly even for Trey Turner, a player AJ Preller traded in 2015 and has coveted pretty much ever since. Padres in the shortstop market, so they are indeed in that market, confirming that the Padres are in the market for a shortstop. Um, maybe not in the market for one, but they're in the shortstop market. Possibly even for Trey Turner. Now, Xander Bogarts has been the guy that we have been hearing about, right? Reports, Ken Rosenthal the other day, talking about how Scott Boris has been in touch with A.J. Preller, and A.J. Preller has asked Scott Boris about if Bogarts is willing to change positions. Boris says that conversation never took place, but why would he say that it took place? He doesn't want other teams getting other ideas and then maybe trying to lower the value of Xander, right? Because shortstops are worth more money than probably second baseman. Um, so we've been hearing about Bogarts. Now, possibly even for Trey Turner. The Padres in the market, possibly for him. Now, Rosenthal, I want to be clear here. Rosenthal, he's saying that the Padres possibly for Trey Turner. He's not saying that they're definitely in it for Trey Turner. What I take from this is that the Padres are having conversations with probably Trey Turner's representation about maybe changing positions or playing shortstop or just trying to, you know, gauge, okay, how many years, how much money is this going to take? Are you actually interested in going to the Padres or do you, is it Dodgers or Phillies? Because if it is, then we'll just bow out right now and not even worry about it, right? Uh, so... The Padres, I don't even think they should be front runners. They should not be front runners for Bogarts or Turner. I don't think. They have shortstops. They have Hassan Kim. They have Fernando Tatis Jr., who's coming back, hopefully April 20th after the suspension. Shoot, Manny can play short. Cronoworth can play short. Like they have shortstops. They are fine there. They should not be front runners for these guys. I don't think that the Padres will sign Xander Bogarts or Trey Turner either. But 
it's sure fun to talk about. When the Padres are being mentioned in reports by Ken Rosenthal, by John Heyman, about being in on Bogarts, being in on Trey Turner, I'm going to talk about it because these guys are superstar players and it's A.J. Preller. Like, I'm not going to, I said this the other day, I'm not going to count out A.J. Preller and say that there's a 0% chance of Xander Bogarts being a Padre or a 0% chance of Trey Turner being a Padre. Not going to do it because it's A.J. that we're, do, that we're talking about here. You know, he, he does things that we don't even think are possible. Um, I don't want to overreact to this report by Ked Rosenthal, but him saying they are indeed in the shortstop market, possibly even for Trey Turner, tells me that there is genuine interest in Trey Turner. This isn't just, it doesn't seem like this is just Preller checking in. It seems more than that. Um, now, MLB trade rumors, they're projecting Trey Turner. What did I say the other day? They're projecting Trey Turner to get eight years, $268 million. That's $33.5 million per year. And so if you're looking at this from, I guess, the perspective I'm looking at it from, I'm like, okay, that's not going to happen. They're not giving him $33.5 million a year when they're trying to give Juan Soto $500 million. And you have Manny at $300 and Tatis at $340 and Musgrove at $100 and trying to extend Darvish as well. Like, you have Snell being a free agent at the end of the year. You know, you just gave big contracts to Suarez and a good one to Martinez. Like, uh, I just don't see that happening. But it's A.J. Preller. And if the Padres are willing to give Trey Turner a seven, eight-year deal, let's say they sign Trey Turner, they sign Trey Turner or they sign Xander Bogarts. I would think both guys get around the same amount of years, seven, eight years. Say they sign them. If they do, I don't think that that will stop them from getting Juan Soto. I might be an idiot for that, but the Padres, they're not just going to go say, oh, well, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, they're the hottest guys on the market this year, so we're not even going to think about next year. Let's just go do this year, sign them to a long-term deal, and then that'll knock us out of the Juan Soto sweepstakes, the guy that we traded our whole farm system for. No. I think they're going to go into this with a plan and saying, well, we're in it on Trey Turner. We're in it on Xander Bogarts. We get one of these guys. We're still going to go give Juan Soto what he wants. Because if they, if you had to pick between Juan Soto and Trey Turner or Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts, the easy decision is Juan Soto. We know that. You didn't give up your whole farm system to go get Xander Bogarts instead of Juan Soto, right? I would think. I think that's probably how the Padres front office sees it. Like, they would rather have Soto over Bogarts. They'd rather have Soto over Turner. So for them to be mentioned in these conversations and being interested in Bogarts and, and Turner and seemingly having conversations with, definitely having conversations with Boris, we know that's happening. Don't know about Turner, but Preller coveting Trey Turner, I would think that he's having conversations with Trey Turner's agent. Um, what's his agency? He made the John Hamm had that that reel. It's sounded. Remember that reel? I forget the agency, but um, yeah, John Hamm just. 
doing like an audio sizzle reel. Like it sounded like the audio was from his iPhone, like in the car or something. But uh, if someone has his agent down, just let me know in the chat. Anyway, I, I don't think that they're going to spend on Bogarts or Turner and then say, no, we're not bringing back Soto in two years. This was the guy we wanted over Soto. Like, that's not, like, if they, if they want Juan Soto and don't think that they can afford him if they bring in Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts, then they're not going to bring in Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts. That's just how I see it. Like, you don't sign Xander Bogarts over extending Juan Soto. Trey Turner is great, but they have shortstops. They do have a guy named Fernando Tatis Jr. Last time I checked, he's a pretty darn good baseball player. They have Hassan Kim. Last time I checked, he had a pretty darn good war last year, and he was a Gold Glove finalist. Last time I checked, they had Jake Cronenworth, who back-to-back All-Stars, right? They have Manny Machado, who should have won MVP this year. Like, they're pretty darn good in the infield. Definitely the left side of the infield is pretty good already. The outfield, eh, you need Juan Soto for the next decade plus, right? So that's how I view this. But imagine this lineup if the Padres got Trey Turner. Ken Rosenthal's saying that to make this work, Kim would go to second base. Jake Cronenworth could go to first base. Tatis in left. Grisham in center. Soto in right. I think it would be Tatis in right field. Soto in left. Grisham center because Tatis has the better range than Soto. I think that would just be better. Uh, he did play right field in 2021 a little bit as well. Um, so that's how I would align it. So I'm putting my lineup. I'm having Tatis in right. I'm having Soto in left. I'm having Grisham center. Not the way Rosenthal said it. But imagine if they had this lineup. Trey Turner leading off at shortstop, hitting second, Fernando, in right field, hitting third, Juan Soto, as your left fielder, Manny Machado, who should have won MVP this year, batting cleanup at third base, Jake Cronenworth, all-star 2021, all-star 2022, he would be your five-hitter at first. Ha Sung Kim, maybe hitting sixth as your shortstop. I'm just trying to balance out this order here, right, left, right, left, as much as I can. Have your bring in a DH, have him be a lefty. If you go bring in Trey Turner, I mean, you're, you're over the luxury tax, so maybe go bring in Michael Brantley. There's your lefty. And then you have Austin Nola hitting eighth, catching as your righty. Then you have Trent Grisham, center field, batting ninth. And then you bring it back up to the top of the order with Turner, Tatis, and Soto. Right out of the gate, you have to face Trey Turner, Fernando Tatis Jr., Juan Soto. Oh, and if you... If one of those guys reach reaches base, Manny Machado, and then Jake Cronenworth. Like, come on. That's that's the best, definitely top half of the any lineup in baseball, I would think. So it is extremely fun to fantasize about. Again, I, I don't think that Trey Turner is going to be a Padre. I don't think that Xander Bogart is going to be a Padre. Because I think the Padres' priority is giving Juan Soto five hundred million dollars, if that's what it if that's you know what it takes. But what a lineup that would be! And Peter Seidler would definitely get the return on the investment. He, there would be so many sellouts at Petco Park. 
they would easily break the record. Like, people went to Padres games for Fernando Tatis Jr. He's coming back. They were selling out games this past season. And Fernando wasn't on the team. Right? And now you add, not just Tatis, but Turner as well. That would be absolutely huge. Look, I've said this already. I think the priority for the Padres should be starting pitching. I think it's smarter for the Padres to spend $30 million this year on a starting pitcher and a couple bats instead of one guy, which would be what Trey Turner is or Bogarts. But these guys, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, crap, we got Trey Turner. What are we doing? Like, no. As I said earlier, I think if we got Trey Turner, if we got Xander Bogarts, that's not going to limit them from getting Juan Soto. My parents might be paying $30, $40 beers. The tri-tip nachos might skyrocket in price. Gaglione Bros at Petco might be skyrocketing in price. But you know, tickets are going to be skyrocketing. But, like, again, they did not trade Juan Soto. They did not trade for Juan Soto for two years. Peter Seidler has already said that to the media. That two years would not satisfy him. Just two more years of uh, Juan Soto, that's not going to satisfy him. So I'm confident that they will get a deal done. Maybe he goes to free agency like Aaron Judge, but I think they still get a deal done. I think the Yankees will still sign Aaron Judge. Hopefully it's this next week at the winter meetings. That would be great. Um, and just kind of get this offseason really going here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts. But imagine that lineup. That lineup would be stacked. And I want to pull up this quote. I'll get to the chat. I want to pull up this quote that I saw on Twitter today. Once this like Trey Turner news happened, there is this quote from earlier this season, 2022, May 23rd, from Britt Giroli, writes for The Athletic, senior MLB writer, great writer. This was... 1.11 p.m., May 23rd. She says, Trey Turner on friend and former teammate Juan Soto. Quote, if there's one guy I could play with again, for sure it would be him, end quote. Obviously, this was with Trey Turner on the Dodgers, and this was before the trade deadline and the Dodgers were interested in Juan Soto and maybe Juan Soto goes to the Dodgers. But just because he's on the Padres, I don't think that stance changes. You said that quote, Trey. If there's one guy I could play with again, for sure it would be him. It's still Juan Soto, and he's on the Padres. So there's that. I mean, I don't want to read too much into that, but that's still a very interesting quote. That's a juicy quote right there. Now, as for the favorites for Trey Turner, you're going to see the Philadelphia Phillies, right? Um. I think it was John Morosi this morning. Let me double check. I think it was J.P. Morosi on MLB Network this, mo this morning. I watch Hot Stove pretty much every morning for that first segment to make sure I don't miss anything. And he said this morning that Trey Turner, was it this morning? It might have been yesterday. He has it somewhere on his Twitter here. Let me check. He said something about Trey, yeah, here it is. He says the Phillies have emerged as favorites to sign Trey Turner. Let me find the audio to that. 
I'll I'll play that audio. Now, the Trey Turner fit, it makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Like you have Bryce Harper in Philadelphia. Trey Turner was teammates with Bryce, obviously, in Washington. Trey Turner was also teammates with Juan Soto in Washington. Um and the Phillies, Gene Segura is a free agent. They can move Bryce and Stott over to second base. They still have money, right? Like the Padres, they gave 340 to Tatis. They gave 300 to Manny, right? Those are their big $300 million contracts. The Phillies only have one $300 million contract. Um, so they do have room for another. They have Dave Dombrowski, who loves to spend owners' money. They have John Middleton, who's kind of like... Um, Peter Seidler, I mean, he's aggressive. He loves to spend. So, I mean, the Phillies, yes, they do make sense as the favorite. I think Trey Turner's wife is uh, is from New Jersey, so close to Philadelphia, obviously. So, and there there have also been reports about Trey wanting to be on the East Coast and stuff. I don't know if I buy that. Um, like, if the money's there, I think he'll be willing to sign with the West Coast team. But here is J.P. Morosi's uh, report. This was yesterday on MLB Network, so credit to them, Hot Stove, John Morosi. Here it was yesterday. About Trey Turner, Phillies emerging as the favorites. Trey Turner and his free agent candidacy. Uh, we, we tried to draw a connection to the Phillies really early this free agent offseason. Is it as strong as it was then? Could they be considered, I guess, the leaders to sign Trey Turner? Yes, Matt. I think right now the Phillies are viewed as the favorites. There are other teams involved, certainly, but the fit for Philadelphia is there. They are in a situation where they just made it to the World Series. They might be one player away from being able to win it all in 2023. And Trey Turner said by many to have a preference to play for a team that trains in Florida, of course, he's a native Floridian, uh, a very close friend of Bryce Harper's, began his career in the National League East with the Nationals, uh, won a World Series championship there with the Nats. You see what a dynamic talent he is, and he is due to get a long-term like a deal. No, guys, he looks I, like I would certain agree. teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you're right. And I'll, I'll say this. He is probably headed for an average annual value in excess of $30 million a year. He is headed to that area from a lot of the projections that are out there. And the, he may still be of interest to the Giants, but I don't think the Giants will, will sign another position player for $30 million plus a year unless they know if they're going to get Aaron Judge or not. So I think the Giants are involved in the shortstop market, but it's somewhat contingent on what happens with number 99, whereas for the Phillies, Trey Turner, according to sources, is their top priority. Man, that'd be uh, pretty amazing to envision Trey Turner uh, signing at a higher AAV than what they're paying Bryce. Hey, one thing I'm hearing a lot, JP, is the big dogs out there, like Judge, Trey Turner we're talking about now, DeGrom, the teams are saying, hey, you got to get signed up because they're holding up the whole market. They're not going to play that wait till February, March stuff. The money's going to be gone. It's a WBC year. A lot of things happening. The, we may see a flood of these guys sign uh, at the winter meetings just to get them off the board and get the market going. Uh, are you hearing that? I am, Harold. I, I am. And let, let's remember this. We, we have not had the winter meeting since 2019. And that was the last time that we had a real flurry of signings around this time of year. 
uh, the early part of December. And that was the winter meetings where Strasburg, Rendon, Cole, all signed in a span of about 48 hours at the winter meetings, which back then were at the same place they're going to be next week in San Diego. And I think when you consider the dynamics of this marketplace, Judge, to me, is likely a Yankees or Giants decision. There might be another team that lurks, and we talked about the Dodgers, but I believe... Okay, so there's John Morosi. He's talking about Judge now, so I moved on. Uh, but there were some, some uh, interesting points made there. Philly's obviously the favorite, it seems like, for Trey Turner. I would think the Dodgers are second. Former team, contender. He's familiar with the Dodgers. They do need a shortstop. Seems like the Dodgers need more than what the Padres do, to be honest. They also need starting pitching as well. Uh, Walker Bueller, I don't think he's even going to be back till like September. But with Trey Turner, so the Padres are interested in a in the shortstop market, possibly even for Trey Turner. So we don't know like a hundred percent if they're interested in Trey Turner. But Ken Rosenthal says AJ Preller covets Trey Turner. And he does mention them in the same breath as the Padres tonight. Uh, so I would think the Padres are interested. Giants were mentioned in that you know, little clip that I played there. Uh, if they don't get Judge, yeah, an aging Brandon Crawford, I guess they could be in. And Farhan Zaidi has already said, hey, we're like no player. He said something to the effect in the, at the GM meetings, like, you know, no player is uh, like outside of our range, like financially. Like they can afford any any player. Like there's going, they they can't just. At some point, there's going to have to be a number where they you know they can't pass it, but they can pay for pretty much anyone. Like that was Farhan Zaidi's point. So I think the Giants will get someone big. They will get Judge, or they will get one of those big shortstops. You would think or definitely one of the starting pitchers if they don't get position players. I think that would be a big whiff on their part if they don't get one of the big position players, Spe you know, especially when you have the money to spend and you have the Padres and the Dodgers in front of you. And if I were the Padres, like, I'd be fine with one of those guys. With, I'd be fine losing out on Bogarts or Turner and or both of them because I do want Juan Soto. Like, if the Padres... If it's one or the other, I don't want to sign Bogarts or Turner then. I want Juan Soto. But, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, the Padres, they're not stupid. A.J. Preller's not stupid. Peter Seidler's not stupid. That front office isn't stupid. Like, they do have a plan. So, we know they're interested in bringing Juan Soto back. They're willing to pay $500 million, I would think. I mean, Peter Seidler has already said that. So... Again, if they're interested in Turner, they're interested in Bogarts, like, then they're willing, they have a plan as to how they're going to build the roster with both of those guys on the team. Like, you don't just say you're interested in someone and not have a plan as to, okay, what if we get that person? How are we going to build the roster around that, right? They have plans. So I, I think they, they are interested in both. I don't think this is, like, a lie. Uh, I don't see it happening, though. And I'll definitely get to the chat here in a little bit because um, I know that you guys have a lot of thoughts on this, and I see a lot of people in the chat here tonight, so I appreciate you guys being here. 
Uh, I did want to get to John Heyman. He had a report today as well. A lot of reports going around. In the New York Post today, he had a report that listed the favorites for all of like the big free agents. Where the top nine, top nine free agents, Aaron Judge, Jacob deGrom, Carlos Correa. When you get down to Trey Turner, he said that the two favorites, number one is the Phillies, which I just talked about, and number two is the Dodgers, which I also assume. Uh, and then Xander Bogarts is ranked as his fifth best free agent. He says that this time he's willing to consider teams other than the Red Sox and the Dodgers. Or hang on, let me rephrase that. This time he's willing to consider teams other than the Red Sox. And the Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Cubs, Phillies, and many others are interested. He and Boston started slowly, but don't they need him? So his favorite are the Red Sox. Again, if you hear anyone saying that the Padres are front runners for Xander Bogarts, they're making stuff up. No one has said that. He has number two, his second favorite, as the Philadelphia Phillies, which makes sense. If Trey Turner goes elsewhere, then Bogarts can go to the Phillies. Phillies might overpay for him. Dombrowski was the head guy, the GM, with the Red Sox, so they do have that previous relationship there. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. So, again... As I said earlier, I don't think the Padres should be favorites for Trey Turner. I don't think the Padres should be favorites for Xander Bogarts. They already have shortstops. They should not be going all in on these guys if they want to keep Juan Soto, right? You wouldn't think they'd be going all in, right, and overpaying for these guys because they don't want to lose Juan Soto. Or they will, they will go all in because they do still intend to keep Juan Soto they just have a plan, and they're going to go acquire pitching through small trades and somehow get that payroll to a number that is fine with them. Uh, and you're going to have to do that through trades. I mean, look at uh, Matt Boyd just signed with the Tigers for like $10 million. Mike Clevenger got $8 million guaranteed, $12 million for, from the White Sox, and he was dealing with a knee injury. You know, that the guy didn't get an out in the NLCS, right? And he got $12 million. So starting pitching, it's not going to be cheap, but I think that should be the Padres' priority. Uh, so there's the quick update there from John Heyman. The Padres are not one of the two favorites, according to Heyman, for Bogarts. It's the Red Sox. It's the Phillies. That is expected. For Trey Turner, it's the Phillies. It's the Dodgers. That is also expected. All right, let's get to Dave Roberts here. Again, I'm just getting to my portion of the show, and then obviously, as always, I will end with the chat. If you want to make sure I get to your comment, your question, uh, use that super chat button because there are a lot of comments, a lot of questions in here tonight. Um, so I do want to make sure I get to yours if you use that super chat button. Um, so let's get to Dave Roberts. He made some interesting comments today on a podcast to Jason Stark and Doug Glanville. But first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so Dave Roberts obviously lost to the San Diego Padres in the NLDS. 
three games to one, went one and three in the postseason after winning 111 games this year in the regular season. But regular season doesn't really matter, or it doesn't matter at all as long as you make the postseason. And he was on with Jason Stark and Doug Glanville, the athletic baseball show is what it's called. And he talked about what he did after the Dodgers lost to the Padres and how he felt. So I'll play some of that audio for you. Here's the first kind of soundbite about him going to London because he wanted to get out of San Diego immediately after losing to the San Diego Padres. Sooner than uh, I had expected or hoped. Um, so right then, so uh, we finished losing to the Padres. Uh, I'm in San Diego. That's where I live. And uh, we lost at, at uh, Petco. So knowing that the Padres are going to continue to move on, um, there's a town of San Diego Padre fans. So I'm like, babe, we got to get out of town. <laughs> and when I say out of town, we got to go to the other side of the pond. So what we did is that we uh, got two tickets and we went to London. And oh, wow. so, guys, it was so much fun. It was my first time to London. And uh, we took in a show. Um, I think it was called Come From Away. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Enjoy that show, Dave. Cool. Nice. He went to London. Wow. So he really wanted to get away from Padres fans. I don't blame him. I mean, we were uh, pretty rowdy after being the Dodgers. I mean, Dodger fans want to accuse the Padres of, whoa, the Padres, this was your World Series beating the Dodgers. We have a World Series in 2020, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, listen to your manager, Dodger fans, on how he felt. I think he thought this was the Dodgers World Series as well. He said today uh, that he compared like the, the pain of losing to the Padres in the NLDS was on par with losing Game 7 of the 2017 World Series to the Houston Astros. NLDS World Series Game 7. Which is more painful? You would think the one where you're one win away from the World Series. Nope. Not according to Dave Roberts. It's on par with that. Here's more from the Dodgers skipper. We, uh, I was a part of losing a game seven uh, to the Houston Astros at, at Dodger Stadium in 2017. And this elimination was on par with that. Um, so, you know, we play, we dominated the Padres all year. Um, and, and so to now play a five game series and to lose to a, a division rival, it was devastating. It was as hard for me. Uh, to recover from this one. Oh, oh, oh. What'd you just say there, Dave? A division rival. Hmm. Maybe tell your fans that. Rival. Dodger fans still don't want to say that the Padres are rivals with the Dodgers. Hmm. Man, that's tough, Dave. That is tough. The pain is on par with your 2017 Houston Astros. World Series loss. Yikes. Looks like you really cared about this one. You dominated the Padres in the regular season, but who dominated in the postseason? The San Diego Padres. That's what mattered. That's what matters most. Interesting. Imagine if the Padres go take Trey Turner from the Dodgers. 
after beating the Dodgers in the NLDS. Holy cow. And they get Fernando back in 2023 at some point. Hopefully he stays healthy, fingers crossed. That would be hilarious. Um, we'll see how that shakes out. But I did want to just play that audio. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to say off of that audio. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. It's just funny. Goes to London, all the way to London for his first of like two or three vacations. I think he went to Spain as well. Uh, with like Chase Utley or something. And having that loss on par with losing game seven of the World Series. Wow. Dang, that sucks. Not. All right. Let's get to the, the uh, chat. I think that's all I wanted to talk about. Oh, by the way, the definition of coveted is greatly desired. I was looking that up on the internet just to make sure I knew what the Google definition was. So AJ Preller greatly desires uh, Trey Turner. Greatly, definitely wants Trey Turner, um, according to Ken Rosenthal. We'll see what happens. If it's between Soto and Turner, you're picking Soto. But they already plan, I think, on keeping Soto and paying him. So I, I think they have a plan on how they're going to do this if they do bring in Turner or Bogarts. If they don't, I mean, they should be able to go get a, a top starting pitcher because they're willing to pay $200 million to Bogarts or Turner, you know? So I think this offseason is going to turn out good either way. I'll put it that way. All right. I know I missed a lot of the chat here. Again, if you want to make sure I get to your comment, your question, use that super chat button and I will get to it. For example here, uh, Anthony, Super Chat, thank you so much, says, bring us some luck. Yeah, I I, I mean, I think, look, as I just said, I think this offseason is going, going to go well for the Padres. It's already started off well. Yeah, losing Anthony Rizzo was tough. Losing um, Jose Abreu, I mean, they didn't lose him, but losing out on those two players, Abreu and Rizzo, yeah, that was tough, but. They brought back Robert Suarez. They retained Nick Martinez. Um, I mean, that's a really good start to the offseason, right? We needed a couple starters to fill out that rotation. We have one. I still want a couple, but we need at least one more, like, you know, big starter, a guy that can pitch in the NLCS game four, right? And not crap the bed. Uh, I think they will get that. Hopefully, the winter meetings have a lot of action. I mean, why shouldn't they, right? I don't know about the shortstops, if they're going to sign then. Maybe one of them does, and maybe that's a trickle-down effect, but I think Aaron Judge is going to sign. I mean, it seems like a two-team race, and the Yankees and Giants, they probably don't want to be sitting around. They want to get that done so they can go build the team around him or not around him if they miss out on him. Um, so once that happens, then I think you could see the Yankees, the Giants start spending elsewhere. Uh, you could see... Other outfielders come off the board, maybe, because the other team that loses out on him is um, needing outfield, obviously. So I think you could see some moves. I think the starting pitching market, I think you'll see some signings there, because why not? Like the pitching market, like you look at DeGrom, right? The Mets are in there, the Rangers, right? They're not interested in Judge, at least money wise. Like they're not in that. So it's not like they're waiting for Judge to happen. Their priority is the starting pitching. So 
you know, it does depend on the pitchers as well. Like, obviously, when do they want to sign? But, I mean, this should be the week for baseball. Like, the winter meetings, you should have the whole sports world focused on baseball. Yeah, of course, there's, you know, there's, there's fans that are only football and basketball fans, right? That's probably a lot of people. But fans that like all sports, they should be focused on baseball this next week. They should not be looking at SportsCenter at 3 o'clock Pacific time and seeing L. Duncan and Kevin Nagandi talking about this upcoming matchup that's happening in the NFL three days away. You know, three days away from whenever, whatever day they're, they're on next week, right? Because like, that's what happens sometimes. That should not be the case. They should be opening up SportsCenter with Aaron Judge signing back with the Yankees or Aaron Judge going to San Francisco, $330 million deal. Like, this is the week. When everything is happening, everyone is gathered together, all the minds are together, players sometimes show up. I think Wilson Contreras is meeting with the Astros. Like this is a this should be huge. Major League Baseball should capitalize on this. And again, I know that there's a lot of factors, right? With players and maybe they don't want to sign this week and they want to drag it out to try to get as much money as they possibly can. But I mean, this is a perfect week. Sunday, you have possibly some Hall of Famers uh, being, or new Hall of Famers being announced. Monday, you have the, I think it's the all MLB teams. Tuesday, you have the draft lottery. Wednesday, you have the Rule 5 draft. GMs, managers, they're going to be talking to the media, obviously. Like, there's a ton that goes on in these winter meetings. Um, you know the, how the NBA, they have the free agent, free agent window open? Like, everyone signs. And all of the attention is on the NBA for like that day. That should be how it is for this week for Major League Baseball. Because it is the offseason, right? Like players, I'm sure they want to go enjoy the offseason. And I don't think it's good for baseball to be having superstar players signing during spring training, right? Have these players sign in the winter meetings. And oh, what a concept. You have player jerseys being sold as Christmas gifts instead of families not knowing if Aaron Judge is going to be back in New York. You know, so that, that's just one thing, right? I think Major League Baseball, they, it's not on Major League Baseball. It's on the players, it's on the teams. But I hope that there is action, right? You have MLB Network on 24-7 all day for those three, four days, right? Have some moves happen during then. Like 2019. I mean, 2019 was great in San Diego with Rendon and Strasburg and Cole, right? Those big guys signed during that week. I hope that that can happen this uh, coming week. All right, let's get to the chat here. Woody says, honestly, I'd rather have Trey Turner than Bogarts. Um, yes, I'd probably rather. That's a good one. I'd rather have Trey Turner than Bogarts, I think. The versatility, I think he's a better player. I think he will age better than Bogarts. But I'd be fine with either one, definitely. Um, I mean, Trey Turner, here are his stats. And then I'll read off Bogarts' stats. So 2022, 160 games, so he was healthy. 21 home runs, 298 average, 343 on base percentage, 466 slug, 128 weighted runs created plus, 100 is league average, I believe. A 6-3 fan graphs war. The war was higher on baseball reference. Xander Bogarts had a 6-1 fan graphs war this year. 
age 29, played 150 games, so he stays healthy as well. 15 home runs, uh, which is a down year for him. He hit 23 in 2021. 73 runs driven in. He strikes out less than 19% of the time. 307 average, 377 on base percentage, 456 slugging. I mean, 134 weighted runs created plus. I mean, this both guys are tremendous. Um, I'd be happy with either. Bogarts is going to be cheaper, I would think. Trey Turner, he's played center before. He's played second. He's played short. Or Bogarts, he's played third and short. Um, I mean, Bogarts doesn't want to move off of short, but I'm fine. Preller can tell Boris, hey, Hassan Kim, you're a second. He's a second baseman now. Great second baseman. Let's keep talking. Like if, if he really wants Bogarts, he'll make it work. Same thing with Turner. Caitlin says, I don't know why we're looking at shortstop when we already have Kim and Tatis that can play shortstop. I guess I'm just confu confused. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you share the same viewpoint, Caitlin, as probably a lot of fans. Like, why are we looking at shortstop when starting pitching is a bigger need? We need first base. We need DH, left field. But if they look at if they get a shortstop, they don't have to look at left field because they can have Soto in left and Tatis in right or Tatis in left, Soto in, in uh, right. They can have Cronenworth at first. So you, now if you get a shortstop, now all of a sudden you're not looking for a first and a left fielder, first baseman, left fielder. Now you're looking for a DH and probably another bench bat, right? So if they don't get a shortstop, yeah, you're looking for a lot of different things. Uh, but if they do get one, you're looking at starting pitching and you're looking at probably another bat because they, they can fill those other positions with the guys that they have on the roster. So, yeah, I understand why it's confusing, but it's A.J. Preller. He wants the best athletes. He loves versatility, and Trey Turner fits that. Bogarts, not really with versatility, but other guys on the roster around him fit the versatility bill, right, the versatility description. So um, it, it can work if A.J. really wants it, if the Padres really do want it. Jim wants AJ to go after pitching and re-sign Brandon Drury. Yeah, I, I like that plan. If um, you know that that's probably goes under the plan of okay, they're not going to spend big this offseason on a Bogarts or a Turner, and they're bring back Drury, platoon him maybe with someone. I, I think Dom Smith with Brandon Drury is an interesting combination. You go after like Kodai Senga or Carlos Rodon or someone like that, um, and you have a, a really good chance of extending Soto for $500 million, right? You have that money. I think they could still have that money if they bring in Turner or Bogarts, but that's asking for a lot, though, you know? Uh, Eric says, Justin Verlander, anyone? I mean, yeah, Justin Verlander would be great, but that also is a risk. I mean, what not he 40? How old is this guy? Yeah, he just won the Cy Young. But he's, are you paying, you really want to pay a pitcher $40 million a year? Verlander's 39. I mean, having Kate Upton here would be great. Having Justin Verlander here would be great. But given $40 million a year for Justin Verlander when he's that high in age, I don't know. I wouldn't do that. I, would, I wouldn't do it for DeGrom. I mean, I'd love to. They're great talents, but... The Padres need someone who they can rely on. And the Astros could rely on Verlander in the postseason for the most part this year. 
would have the Mets been able to rely on DeGrom if they made it deep? I, I don't know. He had one start. He has not stayed healthy since, what, 2020? So those are big risks. I think the Padres, they need to go get someone who can stay healthy. He is a top pitcher, you know, three starter, like a Chris Bassett. I know, I think he has the qualifying offer attached, but someone like that who I don't think is as big of a risk. I think he's just a solid starting pitcher. That's what they need. Fake619 asks, is Drury talking with anyone else? Don't know. Um, I don't think even there's been like reports on Brandon Drury and who is interested in him the most. Like The Padres, I'm sure they're interested in bringing him back at the right price or if their plans don't work out for you know, their top guy or their, or their top targets. But I, I've not heard of teams that are interested. There are going to be teams, but I think those teams might be waiting for the shortstops to sign because let's say the Padres don't get a shortstop. Well, then they're going to be interested in Brandon Drury so because he, he can play first, he can DH, he can play third a little bit. I think he can play left a little bit as well. Like, he fits. But if they bring in Turner or Bogarts, does he fit as much? I mean, he still does, but I think he'll get a multi-year deal. Maybe they don't want to give him that if they're giving a bunch of money to Bogarts or Turner, right? He's not going to be starting every day uh, if you bring in Bogarts or Turner. And I think he could start every day for another team. Kind of like Myers. Like I, I, I was talking about this with Brett, the Padre fan that I had on earlier today for episode 292. That's out on this YouTube channel and on the podcast platforms. Um, and we were talking about how, you know, with Myers, I mean, I'd be open to having him back in the same role that he had at the end of the season, but I don't think that he's going to come back. I think a team will offer him a starting job, Colorado or someone like that. We'll give him a starting job because he is an athletic guy. He can play first base pretty well and they'll take that risk. So we'll see. We'll see with Drury. We'll see with Myers. Irie says DeGrom and Myers at first. I mean, DeGrom's a huge risk. Same thing with Verlander. Like, yeah. If I get an alert from Jeff Passan, Padres sign Jacob DeGrom or Padres sign Justin Verlander. Like, yeah, that is amazing. I'm going to be pumped up because I see the name. But are they, as much as this pains me to say, are they, like, the most reliable arms? I don't think so. And it's not a guarantee that Musgrove, Snell, and Darvish are going to stay healthy pretty much all year long like they did in 2022. So they, they need multiple pitchers, I think, still. Probably two. They need another starter, a reliable starter. And DeGrom is not reliable. He's not. Going through the chat here. Some of you guys are just talking amongst yourselves, so I'm just going down here. I love it. I love the chat. Love the enthusiasm here. On the first night of December. Mike says, AJ traded himself into a corner. Now he must sign Soto at any price. Too bad. Well, 
I understand what you're saying there. Like, yeah, he's made some bad trades. Clevenger was a bad trade. You'd love to have Naylor and Cal Qualter right now, right? Owen Miller wouldn't hurt either. Uh, there was another guy that I'm blanking on. Um, yeah, love to have them right now. With Soto, um, yeah, you, I guess AJ did trade himself into a corner with Soto as well because he traded the top prospects. And so it's like, yeah, you got to bring Soto back. But that's not the worst thing ever where you traded yourself into a corner where you have to bring back one of the best hitters that we've ever seen. <laughs> like It's not like you have to bring back Eric Hosmer. You're, you have to bring back uh, one of the best hitters we've ever seen. And a guy that I will guarantee right now will have a better season than he did this past season for a variety of factors, including you know the shift going away, right? So it's not the end of the world. That's not the worst thing. Cobra says, Manny at third, Bogart shortstop, Turner second, out slash outfield, Crone first, problem solved, LOL. Yeah, that's that's definitely a dream. Holy cow. Yeah, you're definitely not bringing Soto back if that happens. Good question here from Sadfryer. Says, you think they're preparing for the event of Manny opting out? That has been mentioned. I think that was mentioned by, it was either Dennis Lynn or Ken Rosenthal the other day about how bringing in Bogarts, that could be kind of like a safety net. Like, oh, Manny opts out, you can move Bogarts to third. I don't think that it's smart for them to prepare for Manny to opt out. Because if he doesn't opt out, then they're paying $200 million to Xander Bogarts, and they have to give money to Juan Soto, right? I think they have to go into, the, into this with the mentality of, we have Manny Machado for another, what would be, six years, five years? And we have Juan Soto for another two years. And how am I going to build the best roster around those two for at least the next two years? Uh, if you think that Manny's going to opt out, like that could get you into trouble financially if Manny doesn't opt out. You know, I don't think that, or maybe he will opt out, but I don't see him going to another team. He loves it here. I think he's bought a house in Coronado. Um, he is the king of San Diego. It's not Fernando. It's Manny Machado. Um, he knows that Peter Seidler is going to put this team in a position, same with Preller, to win, to contend for the rest of Manny's time in San Diego, assuming that he does stay here for the next five, six years and run through his contract, stay here through the end of his contract. Where is he going to go that will put him in a better position to win? Because he's not going to the Dodgers. He's not going back there. Where would it be? I mean, the Astros are the best team, but they have Bregman at third base. And they just, didn't they give an extension to Alvarez? They just paid Abreu. They might pay Verlander again. They have Altuve. They have Jeremy Pena. Like, he doesn't seem like a fit there. Um, like, the Padres are the team. I just don't see him leaving. Maybe he opts out and the Padres restructure and give him more money because he does deserve it if he has another MVP season. But you, I don't think it's smart for them to prepare for Manny to leave. Yeah, I agree with Caitlin here. They're not trading Tatis. I put a video or I, I clipped part of my episode from a couple of days ago out about that. Yeah, they're not trading Tatis. There are people that, um, there are not people. 
there was one executive that talked to Jesse Rogers of ESPN the other day and thinks that Fernando is going to get traded. He did not provide a reason why. And I, I said, well, why are you not providing a reason why? It's because it's stupid to trade Fernando. One, he has a no trade clause. Why would he want to leave San Diego? Two, he's one of the best players in baseball. Three, you signed him to a huge contract for him to be with the Padres, not to go elsewhere. Like, there are people making the argument, oh, well, if you trade Tatis, that makes room for Turner or Bogarts. Or if you trade Tatis, you definitely can bring back Soto for $500 million. Peter Seidler is preparing to give Soto a big contract offer with Tatis on the team, with Manny on the team, with Musgrove on the team. Like, he has the money. He's already talked about that. So they're not trading Tatis. That would be stupid. You're trading him at a low value, too. The guy just got suspended. He's had surgeries. Teams would want to see him bounce back and have another great year before trading their whole farm system for him. That's what it would be. It would be like another Juan Soto trade, probably, because of how many years you'd have Tatis for if you're a, if you're a team trading for him. Caitlin says, I totally think Trey Turner is going to the Phillies. That's my, that's probably my prediction. If I were to make a Trey Turner prediction, is that he does go to the Phillies. I don't think the Dodgers, the Dodgers might be gearing up for Otani. We got to remember Otani is available next offseason. So the Mets, if they don't spend big, they're preparing for Otani with Steve Cohen and all his money. The Dodgers are probably preparing for that. Uh, the Padres, I mean, they're preparing for Soto, right? I don't think Otani's coming here. Uh, but there's going to be, there's probably plenty of teams that are maybe not in the back of their head. Maybe it's in their front of their head. They're like, we're going all in for Shohei Otani after 2023, after the 2023 season. So that's something to keep in mind. Wolfpack asks, if Padres are unable to extend Soto by the end of next season, should they trade him? No. I mean, maybe you have to, Maybe that's too early for me to say no. What if everything crumbles or something and Manny leaves? Like, if you look at, like, worst-case scenario. But no. they No. If they're unable to extend Soto by the end of next season, guess what? They have him... Are you saying... You're saying 2024, right? That, or, or you're saying... Let me say... I'm guessing you're saying 2023 because they can't trade him at the end of 2024. He's a free agent after that season. So yeah, if let's say they don't extend him by the end of the 2023 season. No, I still wouldn't trade him because you still have exclusive negotiating rights with him and it's Scott Boris. So maybe their plan is to go to free agency this whole time. So I don't think you can get discouraged by, oh, Soto doesn't want to sign the extension. Well, it's, it's his right to not sign the extension. If, if he wants to go to free agency, he can go to free agency. But if I were the Padres, I would say, hey, do you want to be here or not long-term? Are you interested in being here long-term? If you're not, okay, then maybe I would think about it. But it seems like he loves San Diego right now, and this is a great opportunity here to win, do something that's never been done in San Diego before, just like he did it in Washington when it was never done before, right? So um, I think he's in a good spot. I think it seems like he, he likes the Padres right now. Things could change, but... 
No, you don't trade Juan Soto. You're going all in, especially these next two years, while you know he's a Padre. You don't trade him. Even if you let him, even if he, even if he walks in free agency, like at least you know you went all in with one of the best hitters we've ever seen while he was a Padre, right? Sure, we'd be disappointed if he leaves, but that's a conversation for a day years down the road. Um, just continuing to go through the chat here. Mike says we have to get a top catcher to pair with Nola. I think the Padres like Camposano. I don't think that they're willing to give up on Luis yet. He's a young catcher. It's a cheap contract. You see the Padres spending a lot of money on big contracts, right? On Musgrove and Manny, Tatis, hopefully Soto. Uh, haters making like $20 million this year, right? Suarez, Martinez. Um, they want, you know, having having cheap players wherever you can get them on this roster will help. So I don't see them getting a top catcher. I think they like Nola, and I think that they will get a better Luis Camposano for 2023. That's what I'm hoping for, definitely. Fake 619 asks, how would a guy like Otani hold up in the playoffs? No idea. Kind of like Trout. We have no idea because uh, Trout's been to the playoffs once and he got swept by the Royals, right? In 2014, wasn't that when that was? Um, yeah, and Otani obviously hasn't been to the playoffs. The biggest stage Otani's ever going to be on is the World Baseball Classic so far, like in his big league career. And that's for Japan. So, yeah, I'd love to see Otani in the playoffs. I'd love to see Trout in the playoffs. Like, you see these other sports. Mahomes always in the playoffs. Brady always in the playoffs. Rodgers, well, not this year, but most years, right? The big guys, they're in the playoffs. LeBron, always in the playoffs, except for last year. Uh, Curry, always in the playoffs, right? Jason Tatum. Now, I know those, those leagues, like half the teams get in. But the stars are in the postseason. In baseball? That's also the beauty of baseball, but also kind of what sucks about baseball is the stars sometimes, they're not in the postseason. Trout, not in the postseason. Otani, not in the postseason. Right? What were some other big names that weren't in the postseason last year? I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, Byron Buxton, he's a big name, but he just keeps getting hurt. But he wasn't in the postseason, right? Um most guys, most big names were in the postseason this past year, which I liked, right, with the expanded playoffs. But like Trout, he's obviously that big name that you go to. It's like, I'd love to see what this guy can do on the big stage, right? Uh, Bogart's endeavors weren't in the playoffs. Mike says, with these new rules coming into play next season, acquiring a quality catcher has to be a priority. Nola is okay, but does have an injury history. That's true. Um, and I think guys will continue to run on Nola. Hopefully he works on it. But with Nola, it didn't even feel like it was like his transfer. He just 
doesn't have a great arm. That's what it felt like. So maybe Campy gets in there for more games, and he has a stronger arm and can throw guys out. It would also help if you know Darvish is quicker to the plate. Some guys are quicker to the plate. Like that also hurt too. Emilio says, didn't Turner say Soto looked ugly and brown? I hope that clown doesn't come to San Diego. I do kind of remember him saying that, but I'm choosing to look at the optimistic side and look at the quote that Britt Giroli tweeted out in May that I was talking about, how if there was one teammate Turner wanted to play with again, it would be Soto. So I'm going to go with that. I mean, I don't think Trey Turner's a clown. I think he's a great player, and I would love to have him be on the Padres. I just don't think that it's going to happen. Because the Padres should prioritize Soto in starting pitching. Mike says 10-year contracts never, in all caps, never work in favor of the club. Only the player. Uh, I mean, Manny signed a 10-year contract. That seems to be working out pretty good for the Padres. I hope the Tatis contract will work out good. Um, for the Angels with Mike Trout, I mean, Mike Trout's a great player. The Angels just didn't have enough around him. Bryce Harper, big contract. That seems to be working out pretty good for the Phillies. Obviously, things could change. It's a long contract, but those seem to be working out pretty well. Pretty well. Not every contract is going to work out. Obviously, Albert Pujols is a big contract we look at. It's like, oh, that deal freaking stunk. But... I think if you were smart, there were teams that stayed away from that because they knew that was what was going to happen. But so saying never, I think that's a stretch. I think the Dodgers are going to be happy with Mookie Betts' contract. They've won a World Series already with him, um, although it was not a real one, but they, they did win one, I guess, uh, with him. And I think they'll be happy with that contract, like, the smart teams that give long contracts, they end up working out. Mike says, would like to see Preller make a play for Nimmo. I mean, I like Nimmo. I think that would be a pain for pitching right out of the gate to have to face like Nimmo and Soto, right? Those two guys have good at-bats. They get on base, contact guys. But I'm fine with Grish being in center field. I think you want your power. Like, Nimmo's not a power guy. They need power in the lineup. You can have Grisham in center. You can have Soto in right field. You can bring in a left fielder or have Tatis in the outfield. Um, I don't think center field should be their top priority. I, what I see with Grish is, like, you can only go up from here. Like, it can't get worse than what it was this past year. I'm not going to overpay for Brandon Nimmo. He's also a guy that doesn't stay healthy every year either. Matthew, thank you for the super chat. Again, if you want to make sure I get to your comment, your question tonight, use that super chat button. He says, what's up, guys? How crazy good would we be if we landed Corbin Burns after landing Xander or Correa. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'd be crazy good. Corbin Burns, if we landed Corbin Burns, I mean, I think Jackson Merrill would not be in the farm system anymore, so they would literally have no one. 
it's kind of like Jackson Merrill and a bunch of who knows uh, in the farm system right now. I don't see them getting Corbin Burns, but yeah, getting Corbin Burns after landing Bogarts or Correa, yeah, we'd be the best team in the National League going into the season. I would think that would be fair to say. But that is definitely dreaming. That is not going to happen. Um, Carlos Correa is not a guy that's even being mentioned. Like Trey Turner's being mentioned. Bogarts is being mentioned, linked with the Padres. But Carlos Correa is not a guy that has been linked. So maybe he does get linked to the Padres during this winter meetings. If you know Ken Rosenthal reported today, if you're just joining, uh, that the Padres are indeed in the shortstop market. So Correa is a shortstop. I'd kind of be interested in seeing Dansby Swanson on the team, to be honest, but maybe that's just me. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. Correa's a great player. Xander's a great player. Corbin Burns is a great player. But I think that's definitely you in fantasy world. <laughs> kind of like how a lot of us are right now, but look, we're kind of bored, right, in this offseason. Uh, we're waiting for the winter meetings, and we're waiting for signings and big moves to happen. And... When Ken Rosenthal, the biggest reporter, arguably, or at least he used to be, uh, I think Passon is probably the big guy now. Like That's the number one guy I trust. But Ken Rosenthal is one of them. Um, when he puts something out there and continues to mention Preller in his reports about shortstops, like, we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a subject of interest among Padres fans. Some dude in the U.S. says, I have a sinking suspicion that Turner wants nothing to do with the Padres after being traded while still in their farm system. Uh, I could see him having a chip on his shoulder with that. And like, I, I don't want to go play under a guy that traded me. But, at the you know, money does talk if they do offer him the money. And uh, you think that he wants to win. So if the Padres are giving him money, a lot of money, and they can obviously win here in San Diego, they just beat his team, then I, I think he'll be fine coming to the Padres. I would not read too much into that. Matthew asks, is Hunter Renfro available? Yes. Or no, wait, no, he's not. Sorry, scratch that. I mean, I guess technically he's available if the Angels are going to flip him, but the Angels just traded for him from Milwaukee. Renfro obviously was with us then went to Tampa, then went to the Red Sox, then to the Brewers, and now he's with the Angels. So Mike Trout's lookalike uh, is Mike Trout's teammate now. So we'll see how Renfro does. He's going to be a free agent after this season, so he'll be available then. Matthew says, fudge it, let's get Acuna. <laughs> yeah, Braves aren't doing that. They uh, That is one of the best contracts best team or like best team contract in baseball like team friendly contracts 10 years 100 million for Acuna holy cow Mike says Martinez will be a fifth starter once we acquire a fourth trade for Corbin Burns well if we traded for Corbin Burns he might be the number one starter like he's that good so uh like, I, again, I don't see that happening, but, like, I would feel really bad for Milwaukee fans if they traded Corbin Burns after trading Josh Hader while they were contending. 
and they got Taylor Rodgers, who ended up like costing them their season. Yikes. Uh, looks like they're probably going to trade Colton Wong as well. Christian Yelich's contract isn't working out. Like It is not good in Milwaukee right now. And they're not even in a good division either. That's, that's the thing that sucks, right? I don't see the Burns deal happening, though. I agree. Axel G7 says Manny needs the captain C on his jersey. Yep, I definitely agree with that. John asks, when is the 2024 trade deadline date? That is a topic for the Soto trade. I have no idea. I don't even know if they've announced that yet. Well, because it's 2024 season. We haven't even played the 2023 season yet. So uh, sometime in July 2024. That's usually what it is. Axel G7 asks, what about signing Darvish to a two-year extension? Just curious. I mean, the Padres, uh, I saw an MLB trade rumors earlier this offseason that the Padres are interested in giving Darvish an extension. But who knows if that's like even at the top of their priority list. Like They got to fill out their team right now. I would be open to that, though. Yeah. I mean, he's comfortable here. He's pitching well. It's not a long extension. Like, yeah, I would sign up for that. But with Darvish, I don't know. Bill says, Ben, I agree that trading Tatis is a ridiculous notion, but Preller's consistent flirting with top free agent shortstops makes one wonder if such a contingency is being considered in the executive offices. That is a good point, Bill, or like something to mention. I, I do understand you thinking that like if they're thinking about shortstops then what uh, you know Tatis and him getting suspended and the injuries like maybe they're thinking about dealing him and they'll just replace him with Turner or Bogarts like I understand some people thinking that but he has a no trade clause uh this guy is one of the best players in baseball he's still in his prime I mean I shouldn't even say still he's probably just getting into his prime so for him to, for, for the Padres to trade Tatis, again, he's at like his lowest value right now, which is still probably nuts, but like it would bring back a big return, but it's still at his lowest value. You signed him to be a Padre long-term. Um, yeah, and I agree, Bill. I think it is a ridiculous notion. I think Preller, he probably has considered trading Tatis. Not like considered hard thinking about it, but he thinks about everything. So I'm just saying that, yeah, it's probably popped into his mind. Like right when the suspension came down, he was probably like, oh, man, maybe we should trade this guy two years down the road. Like he, he, he thinks about everything. But I don't think that Preller has seriously thought about it. I think it would be dumb. Someone asked about Jackson Merrill. John asks, what about getting Jackson Merrill's bat in the lineup, DH or something? He's not going to be ready till like 2024. So, no, he's not an option. He was playing for like Lake Elsinore this past year. J21 says, no trades yet? Um... For the Padres? No, no trades for the Padres yet. There have been like trades 
around Major League Baseball. I mean, I just talked about Hunter Renfro being traded. Um, there's been a lot of talks about trades. Corbin Burns has been mentioned. What's the biggest trade that has gone down? I mean, Zach Eflin signed a free agent deal today with the Rays. Um, there's been some you know, minor league deals signed. Renfro is like the, the trade that stands out for me to me so far this offseason. So there have been some trades, but not Padres. Another another one asking about Fran Mel Reyes. Uh, Matthew, I think you would have to be on like a minor league deal. He's definitely not. I mean, the Cubs released the guy. And the Cubs aren't even trying to win. So he was struggling. It would have to be a minor league. He would not be like the starting DH. That would not be good for the Padres. If you're starting the season with Fran Mill as the DH. I mean, he was a Fran favorite and all, but. They need someone more consistent. I'd rather have Voight DH than Fran Mill. All right. This was a fun episode. Talking Friars episode 293 brought to you by Gaglione Bros. Famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Gaglionebros.com is the website. Talked about a lot. A lot of shortstop combo here tonight. Wasn't even planning on doing this thing tonight, but that report came out, and I was like, I need to go talk with my Padre fans about this. So, uh... Fellow Padres fans, thank you so much for tuning in here. Have a good night. Ben Fan signing off. Go Padres. See ya.